Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's High Life Heroes, and we're kicking it with Keith Siegel. That's right, Summer Natty's edition, and early here this week, we are doing this, uh, you know, so Father's Day, I already said you know, put the counter up, we're not using you know, or um, this entire podcast. Now, I'm going to see how far I can go before I say um, or you know, two of the best fillers in podcasting history. But uh, happy Father's Day. Or happy Father's Day the other day, when depending on when you listened. Should be a good show today. Uh, Keith's going to just, already said, uh, Keith's going to join us here for a little bit. And then I will update you the rest of the way through the weekend for the Summer Natties. We'll cover a lot of topics today, like the Kokomo race, uh, Wednesday night at Peoria Speedway. And also Thursday at the Kankakee Speedway. Tonight, they're in Granite City, which would be Friday on this day. So we don't have Fridays yet. But I will cover Friday as well when the time comes. So, once again, want to thank our sponsor, LogoWare. Carmen and Brian Kidder over there at LogoWare in Metamore, Illinois, right on the square downtown. If you need some print and embroidery, she can do it. LogoWareUnlimited.net. Check them out. Got to thank Carmen for all she's done for us since day one. I know we talk about her all the time, but she does great stuff. I really need to get a hold of her because I got some things a-cooking. Yes, I do. I'm a-baking something up, and uh, maybe I need to get some new merch made. And uh, we'll talk about that later on down the road, but just know I've been uh, working on something. Hey, heroes. Just wanted to talk to you about this product you've probably never heard of. It's called Steal It. Steal It is a high-performance coating that's easy to use, super durable, and looks great. How does this stuff work? Well, let me tell you. Steal It coatings achieve their superior level of performance by combining an abundance of custom-engineered 316L stainless steel microflakes with various resins, including polyurethane and epoxy. When sprayed, brushed, or rolled on, these flakes align horizontally to form a densely packed barrier of pure stainless steel. This stainless steel shield makes materials coated with Steel-It nearly impervious to corrosion and corrosive elements while providing a durable finish that resists scratching and flaking even under the most challenging conditions. For example, you're a chassis guy. You build chassis, right? You build this chassis. You take it to the powder coater, right? So you get it powder coated and then you're like, oh crap, I forgot I got to put some shock brackets on the chassis. Well, now you have to grind all the powder coat off because you can't weld on powder coat. But with steel it, you can. Let's just say the same scenario. You're like, oh crap, I forgot to put these shock brackets on. Now, after five days of being painted with steel it, you can weld on this and it will not rust. So this is a great addition to your toolbox. I think you really need to check it out. Now, if you're interested in it, you can go to steel-it.com to order right off of the website. Let them know Hot Lab Hero sent you. That's right, steal it. Keeping you free of stress, keeping your things looking great, that's steal it. And you can check out all of Steelix products at steel-it.com. A product proudly made in the USA. Anti-corrosive weldable 316L stainless steel. This is stainless steel in a can. 
and it's pretty awesome. So I know Keith's going to be using some. I know you'd probably use some. Anybody out there, you can use this on pretty much anything that rusts. Just remember, steal it. Stainless steel in a can. Keith Siegel just rolled into the studio. What's going on, Keith? Oh, just another day in the life of Keith Siegel. <laughs> yeah. You had to show your house. You uh, had a house. You had a show. Yeah, I got my grandma's house trying to get rid of it. So, yeah. Had to go show that to some people who want to look at it, a young couple. I think they're like a more like a starter out home. but Yeah. Are you going to we'll sell see. it to them? I don't know. They... I don't know. We'll see if they're interested. Yeah. Well, Keith, I, uh, you know, I uh, went ahead with the intro because, you know, you were late. But uh, I understood you had stuff going on. And, you know, hey, happy early Father's Day. Thank you. Happy uh, early Father's Day to you, Brian. Thank you. Uh, the first one for both of us going to be fathers, you know. Uh, yeah. I got one last year kind of because, you know, we knew I was going to be a father. Well, that's that's mine. You know? I mean, that's I'm, yours, we're, yeah. We're pregnant. So, yeah, yeah, you're pregnant. I just saw Jenna. She's... She's uh, looking little super penguin walk down the driveway there. A little pregnant, <laughs> glowing, glowing like a star in the sky, though. So happy. I, you know, I said glowing to her the other day, and so did some people on the Internet. And you know what her response was? There's a lot of beeps in there. Really? <laughs> and then she said, I don't know about glowing. She says, morbidly obese looking. <laughs> yeah, women are too hard and on themselves. Ter- and some terrible acne is not glowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I try not to say that too much because I don't want to hear the wrath, you know. Yeah. Hey, before we get into too much, I do want to. I do want to answer the question that we talked about last week of whose wing was in Brandon Shepard's cockpit, and I and now it was, know it was Overton's, wasn't it? No, it was Dalton Wilson's. Was it Dalton that, Wilson's? Yes, it, it looked was. like Big Sexy's car in the video. Ryan Roberts, photography, great photographer. He uh, he had a picture of the front view of the you know from the from the out of the car camera and uh i could i see the front of the car and i was like that looks like bad but it also because dalton wilson's car looks like shannon babs a little bit and i was like dalton wilson and he was like yes sir and i was like all right so just uh just to confirm it was dalton wilson trying to give him a little shepherd a little spoiler kiss well from on the onboard video i tried to slow it down i tried to replay it a bunch i thought for sure it was that 76 car i think overton had like an orange wing on doesn't he? Well, he's usually leading the points. And then don't they get an orange wing when they're leading the points? If you're leading the points, yeah, you get that. Uh, what is that? The Midwest sheet metal spoiler. Yeah. And I didn't. I did not find out if Brandon Overton went to a backup car either. So I don't. I couldn't find out any information on that. I looked myself. But he did hit the wall a ton, and it took him forever to get out of that car. But you know what? Those cars are actually pretty tough. I'm sure it was the same car. So still no answer to that. But you know, next time, next podcast, I'll try to find that answer. And I'm sure everybody else knows it but us, and we just look like idiots, but that's okay. <laughs> well, hopefully the six people that listen to us, yeah. they don't know either. Yeah, and, you know, we do have to apologize because uh, the last podcast was was a complete debacle. I mean, it was a epic failure of proportions, and uh, I had to take it down. For... Have you ever started first and finished 10th? We, can we talk did it ab- twice this week. We could talk about that. We yeah. did it twice this we week, did. Brian. We did. Short turnaround, if you will. <laughs> so we're meeting a little early because uh, Father's Day, obviously, uh, this weekend. So that's going to put a hinkle in our, our ritual for our podcast. But, um, like, we got off track. But I, I did want to say happy Father's Day to all you fathers and fathers-to-be, like Keith. And uh, I hope you get all the socks and underwear that a, that a dad could ever dream of. 
And you know, funny story about underwear, dude. I didn't realize this, but I get early. I get up pretty early in the morning. So this morning, I put my underwear on, and I didn't realize this till I went to use the bathroom that I had my underwear on inside out. And I will tell you this: I'm going to start doing that more often because it's way more comfortable inside out. Just like people would wear their socks inside out, Keith. It's a total dad thing. You should try it. I can't. I I have done it. I can't do it. The underwear that I bought. Don't work inside out. Mm. You have a pouch. No, I do not have a pouch. For your but they do not work inside out. And when I say they do not work inside out, for a 300-pound man, I chafe twice as fast with them inside out. No. Yeah, you got some weird underwear. Yeah. I felt I felt like I was I was gliding today, man. I felt yeah. great. I was I was it cooked. chafed me bad. Like it's it's like the it's like they don't hold on to my legs and stay where they're supposed to be. Because you know, I'm not just like a let her fly kind of guy, you know. Yeah, dude, the hell tore it. Uh, it hell tore my legs up on Wednesday night when I got <laughs> I got home and I took my underwear off and I they were stuck to me. And and um, have you ever seen a lobster come out of a boiling pot? That was the color of my inner thighs. And uh, I asked the, the girlfriend. I said, Jess, get me some um, medicated Gold Bond medicated powder. It's in the blue. Um, you know the blue, yeah, the blue container. Yeah, and she did get me the blue container, and it's actually foot powder. So now you I have needed... I have truck foot powder and truck foot powder, and I feel bad because she's like, I had the green bottle and it said body powder, but you said blue, and I'm like, damn it! I thought Keith told me he had the blue bottle. <laughs> no, actually, the gold one is the one I got. The medicated body powder. It's but it's it's a gold it's a gold bottle with a red lid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's normal gold bond. Yeah, but it says medicated, but you put it right in there. It'll fire you up for a minute, but boy, you feel good afterwards. I'll show you a bottle before. But we the leave green today. stuff, the green stuff has got that menthol in it, and that that'll light you up quick. But see, this blue stuff is for your feet. Now she's like, I'm sure it's the same because it's got cornstarch in it. And I was like, I don't know if I want to try that right now. But I did put some in my work boots, so I, I now have. I now have truck foot powder and work truck foot powder. Oh, I'm sure that foot powder stuff, it's got cornstarch in it. Well, I mean, like, uh, there's guys that guys that move around a lot. Like, for instance, I know this for a fact because my, my grandmother, when I was young, she used to do it. Uh, and she could tell you the reason she had heard about it was from one of her old women TV shows was, like, the country music singers that wore the really tight, like, nut-hugger nut yeah, jeans, yeah. like the old put the old Put the old roll of quarters in there for the yeah, ladies. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the Neil McCoy and yeah. stuff like that yeah. back in the day, you know, the little shake guy. Yep. Well, when they would dance or whatever, it would chafe them up bad. Oh, yeah. They would do their shows, so they cornstarch their blue jeans. Oh. Oh, I mean, starch in your jeans would make starch them. Starch in your jeans. Yeah. To help keep you from chafing. Well, I'll be damned. I guess yeah. I'm going to start starching my jeans. <laughs> yeah. Well, for all our fathers out there, you all know what it's like to chafe. And uh, when you're running around a racetrack and you have to walk from the pits side of turn one all the way to the pit side of uh, to the front entrance of turns three, when you got Larry the Lobsters on your thighs, no fun. And no, that's exactly that's what I had good. to do. I could not squeeze through the gate where Keith pits. There's a there there's enough to get through if you got like a size thirty two waist. Keith and I are. No, we don't go we squeezing are, we through are, there. We are daddy-sized waist, and we are not getting through there. So I had to do a walk of pain, not the walk of shame. <laughs> but that's what happens on the hell tour, man. It's mm. it's hell on you. you know? It was hell. That, that sounds like hell to me. <laughs> well, I hey, bet it was hot as hell inside oh, there. You know oh, what I mean? man. 
let me tell you. Let's let's just let's just shake it down, Keith, because we got a few things to talk about. I know you're going to not be able to be um, on the show for the rest of the weekend here. Um, no. So, yeah. God dang it. I said, um, you know, those are the two worst things in podcasting to say. But it is almost always the interjection you use when you don't know what to say. Um, you know, no, we don't. Please tell us. <laughs> I no. say what a lot. People say something to me, I'll be like, what? And then I'll know the answer before they read. Right. No, I, they read I, my girlfriend hears that from me all the time, and then I repeat exactly what she said. She's like, you're not even listening. And I'm like, I am. I am. But, I'm just slow, okay? Yeah. So. I mean, there's a million things going on in my brain, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best to comprehend it. What's that little girl? I'm trying my best, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear them things on TikTok. They're like, I don't, I don't say what. Because I didn't hear you. It just takes my brain. I automatically say what because it takes my brain that extra time. To, and I'm like, that's me. That is me. No, that's you know totally I mean? me too. So That is me. Keith, let's shake it down. Uh, there was a race after the dream. We talked about it. The Kokomo race. A hundred grand to win on a Monday. And I don't know if you've ever been to Kokomo. I have not. But I have raced it in iRacing and that's pretty fun. But I went with Cole a couple years ago to the Kokomo Clash, and uh, that's a sweet track. It is really cool. And when I went to look at the track layout, there's this thing that always trips me out. In iRacing, racing, there's this big grain containment facility on on the edges of three and four, and there's this one different colored metal panel way up into that facility. Do you know why? No. Because a sprint car left the track and went through that grain containment facility. At one point in time, and if you get on iRacing, there you can see the little square that's a different color than the rest of the building. It's it's in iRacing like that. It's really there. <laughs> no kidding. They really did a good yeah, job then, huh? Yeah. Luckily, nobody got out of the park in Kokomo at the XR event, which I will say, I was a little hesitant about XR in the beginning of time. I know because all the streaming stuff was like new to us, you know, and we're like, oh, you're trying to step on everybody else's toes. But putting a hundred grand out after a hundred twenty nine thousand dollar dream, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. A hundred thousand dollars on a Monday, yeah, that's pretty cool. I wish I, I could make a hundred thousand on a Monday. Yeah, if I made a hundred thousand dollars on Monday, I'm done working for the rest of the year. <laughs> At least the week. <laughs> Taking the rest of the year off. So, yeah, I ain't doing nothing. I, I, I didn't get to watch that race because I don't have the XR subscription. And, I you know. I can't afford it. I can't I have either. a race I got, car. I got I, too yeah, much. I got Dirt Vision. I got Flow. I got Bills. See, and I know. don't have Dirt Vision either because well, that three ninety nine a year is expensive, man. It, it is. But, you know, uh, when you do this for a living. I know. You got to. I get, I get three ninety nine. Yeah. That's two race car you, tires, brother. You got really expensive, you know, race car parts for that B mod. You know, I get it. It's uh, it's expensive, it's, but uh, it's I got broken. To, I got to watch some highlights. And I got to watch the last five laps of the of the Kokomo race, and Hudson O'Neill was leading. Brandon Shepard was on his ass. I will tell you what's really cool about Dirt Vision, though. What's that? Because I used to be subscribed. Yeah. I can go watch anything I want from the vault. So once they put it in the vault, I can watch it. I just have to watch it like three or four days late. No. <laughs> well, hey, then you need to just start uh, freshening up on the the late summer natties races. So when yeah. we do our next podcast, you're a little, uh, you know, a little bit more in the know. Yeah. So yeah, the 
the, the 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 last five laps of that race that I watched, I watched some of the highlights earlier uh, today, and uh, it was a pretty good looking race. I mean, it was it was competitive. The track was good. It was fast. They were banging the cush and getting so much traction off the corners. Like Hudson would throw it into one, and Brandon Shepard would damn near have the lead on the bottom, but Hudson would just come off that corner. So B Shep does did B Shep finish second? He did. Okay, because through a last lap, going to the top, and man, that thing rocketed off the corner. Unzicker almost got Pierce, but Pierce threw it to the top. Hail Mary, that shit. He prayed to Jesus and Moses at the same time, and that thing stuck. But he just he didn't have the momentum that you had on the bottom. And if you've ever been to Kokomo, running the bottom there is 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 the way around when that when that when the moisture is there. That's where it was, and that's where Hudson fell in line and B Shep fell in line because Hudson was running the top, and then Shepard was catching him. Shepard showed his nose. So B so. Hudson O'Neill went to the bottom, didn't the last was supposed lap, to do. Yep. And and Shepard was fell behind and Pierce said, Hell, let's go for it. I don't gotta race for a few more days. Yeah. <laughs> but I seen B Shep there's a there's an interview, a clip of an interview running around on the internet. I don't know if you've seen it yet or not. But I seen it this morning on uh, TikTok. I should have sent it to you. But I didn't. It's B Shep being interviewed from that Kokomo race and he says man this is uh this track was great phenomenal they they should run the world here oh really yeah I mean dude he said it was better he said it's this is better he said this is more we had a ton of fun here tonight and it was better than better than Eldora they should run the world here Kokomo maybe doesn't get the love that it deserves but Kokomo is a cool racetrack to go and watch. I mean, I know it's in it's in sprint car country, so you get more sprint car races there. But they do have a weekly program, and I was at the drivers' meeting for that Kokomo Clash, and they weren't horsing around. If you spun out in qualifying or your heat races one time, you were done. But I mean, you also had three hundred fifty cars there that whole weekend, you know, for well, the Kokomo yeah. Clash. But man, I tell you what, Kokomo. Y'all got it figured out. Shout out to Kokomo. What's the my koozie says? Get your ass to Kokomo, and uh, and you do need to go at least once. And if you can go and get in a B mod race there, Keith, or well, you're going to be supers next year. Yeah, I'll you, be need to, you need to modified you need to you need so you need to go to the Kokomo we'll class. I mean, I've been it's doing only like some, a five hour drive. We've been doing some talking and some thinking. I th- think we're going to step up the program as far as a race car, but I think I'm going to downgrade the program maybe a little bit on the trailer yeah yeah thinking about going back to like an open trailer with a box and a tire rack yeah that'd be cool something i can hook i had but yeah but something i can hook up to my pickup truck and i can drag it down the interstate at like 70 yeah you know yeah, without a problem that, what is that 28 footer you got out there yeah yeah people don't realize those are those are heavy and that one's super heavy it's got a concrete board floor in it yeah for the tile and it's just it's terribly heavy, and it's starting to... I mean, it's getting old, man. I think it's like a 95. Yeah. So, you know, they they really they really built them back then, but it yeah. also has a full walk-on roof. Right. Which means it's got extra... It's, so it's got twice as many cross brace studs and twice as many wall studs in it. Right. As just a regular trailer would have. So it's going to be about double the weight, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you're already, uh, you know, you're only probably getting like 14, 15 miles a gallon in your truck. 
and uh, it doesn't help when you're uh, yanking. Yeah, I get that. thirteen on a good day, and I mean pulling that trailer, it, it drops it straight to seven. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Well, and I don't know what this motorhome gets, but I mean, if I was going five hours, it's ten hours of driving in one day. Yeah, I'm not coming home. Oh no, yeah. That's the cool thing about but Kokomo. Even There's plenty if of room. I put a new open trailer behind this motorhome, I bet that's, this motorhome wouldn't even know it's back there. Right. You know what I mean? Because be, it be pulls flying. that it pulls that trailer pretty good. But yeah, I just roll right up the interstate. You know, get right there, be done. So Keith thinking about going open trailer racing. Which is great until you get into rain. Doesn't then bother it's not me. fun. Doesn't bother me. Put the carburetor cap on that thing. It goes through. The, it gets. It good thing runs through a wash cycle every week. Yeah. Run through a wash cycle. Not to mention, I live out here in the middle of nowhere now. It ain't rained in forty-two days. Well, it's been a few days since we did the podcast. So it was like forty-seven days, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Forty-seven days. It ain't rained <laughs> now. So. 48, something like that. It hasn't rained. I'm on a well. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to have to start hauling water pretty soon. So, and I can't just roll into a car. You roll into a car wash with an open trailer. You got to unload the car. You got to wash the car. You got to load the car back up. I rolled in there with an open trailer. You just wash it. It roll right in the car wash. You wash it right there to wash. Yeah. Done. Then you can blow dry it on the way home. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. Well, if if you do go open trailer racing... And uh, you do a little traveling next year with your with your newborn and and your wife, man. You do need to get your ass to Kokomo. So shout out to Kokomo and shout out to Barry Braun. I believe that's who runs the XR. Solid show. Uh, maybe I'm gonna look into getting the XR uh, subscription now because they, they're always putting on big ass races and they're random. Twenty grand to win. I just saw one on I think July 10th. Twenty grand, two thousand to start for supers. That's good. That's good yeah. money. That's gonna attract some people. Yeah. I don't know what date they're encroaching on yet, because it always seems like they are always on, they're always on somebody's coattails trying to take car counts away. But if they're going to put on a show like they did at Kokomo, I know we're we're, we're spending a lot a really of time good, on this. They but did a really good job though, because I mean, when those guys are in Ohio, and yeah, they're Indiana's getting ready to right head, there. They're getting ready to head home. Indiana's right there on your way home. But you could also possibly catch a couple of the fans that are going back to illinois or whatever like oh, oh shit yeah. yeah let's hit Kokomo take an up. extra day off you know hit that hit that motorhome life you know yeah yeah and 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 like you said they they did they thought this one out because then they're like well hell but you have the to hell be tour kicks off on wednesday yes but you have to be far enough away from them places like the race car drivers they if they're the if you're racing for a hundred thousand dollars you're racing for a living so that race car driver can afford to get in. Oh, yeah. That doesn't matter. But you can't do $100,000. You couldn't do a $100,000 to win race at Peoria Speedway and then turn around and two days later do a 100000 to win race at Spoon River. No. Because, or even Fairbury, because they're too close. Your 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 fan base is the same, and I'm sure to get into a $100,000 to win race ain't eight bucks. No, you know it's probably I mean? 50 at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like your your pit pass is probably the pit pass are probably fifty they're probably charging thirty probably seventy five honestly because it might be seventy five because I mean if you go to Fairbury Fairbury you could win up to a hundred grand because Shepard did it. he led every lap and he won the fifty grand and it was like uh I think it was seventy five for the weekend you know but if you went in there the day of it was almost like fifty bucks yeah so that's what I'm saying but but I mean that's what I'm saying it's, it's got to be somewhere between 
50 and 70 dollars we say oh yeah between 50 to 75 bucks for a pit pass and then for a race like that and then you have 30 dollars 40 dollars to get in the grandstands oh yeah and, and the people, stands were pretty damn packed for a monday race people aren't gonna pay 40 dollars to get in the races two days in a row to watch well some diehards would but diehards right. would but People You're with kids gonna, and a family. and yeah. yeah. You already stayed out late one night, and then you want to back that up like a night or two later. You're not going to do it. Now, don't get me wrong. Would I do it to watch some to watch Hell these guys? Yeah. You and me four years, I five years ago? I would yeah. do it. I would do we it. Camp. Right, yeah, I would do it right now. No, no questions asked. I would do it right now. But I tell you right now, if they wanted to run a 50000 to win Hornet show, I'd be there faster than I would be a $100,000 race late. Oh, God, yeah. I would be, too. Because you know what? Hornets get a lot of shit. But you started in Hornets, and uh, you put fifty grand on the table for a Hornet race. you go going to see some late-model drivers fighting a Hornet in the It field. doesn't matter. The, the, actual, the actual Hornet drivers will wreck those guys bad to win it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if I ever make it big, hundred grand to win Hornet race. Holy yeah. crap! That would be, but it would be like a two hundred lap race. So you're gonna, you know, what I mean, you're gonna have. No, to, I mean, I need no. I mean, dude, them things overheat. That's just that's a that's a terrible way out. Them things overheat. They don't take it. They don't like it. It just doesn't work out. Okay, okay, okay. So seventy five laps. That'd be that'd probably be good. I mean, I'm talking like fifty thousand dollars to win forty laps. Keith Siegel's Hornet Extravaganza. Yeah. That would be a good race, Keith. I honestly think, I mean, there's a lot of good people out there uh, that would actually probably, you know, how many cars do you think you'd get for that? All of them. All of them. <laughs> Every one of them in America. People from Canada would be showing up. Bird, there's a $50,000 race over here. You'll eh? have people showing up from Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> they would ship their car from Hawaii <laughs> to whatever track Keith puts the race on at. Just to be there for 40 laps. Yeah. Isn't right. that crazy how people travel that far for, okay, quarter mile track, so 10 miles. To Screw drive. them all up, I'm dude. going to drive. I'm going to race 40 laps. Mm. I'm going to drive 10 total miles, but I got to be there because it's mean, 50 I'd, grand to win. I'm not kidding you. I would run a, if I run a $50,000 to win, and I'm only paying the winner. Oh, God, that'd be insane. <laughs> I'm only paying the winner. It's going to be a Nobody good race. Nobody gets tow money. No tow money. <laughs> people would people would burn you to the ground though if if you did that. Although it would be a I'm not going to tell them. I'm not going to tell them until the drivers' meeting, man. Not going to tell them until the drivers. Four hundred angry fucking Hornet drivers would eat you alive when they found they were getting tow money. How do you mean? What What do you mean I ain't getting tow money? How the hell am I getting home? <laughs> okay, I, I, I guess you got to give them their pit pass back, I guess. At so. least. At least. So I charge, charge $30 to get in. I'm going to give him. you finish second, you get 30 bucks. Oh, man. Big drop, man. You got to have a big drop, dude. They, they got to want that first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big you drop. You know what I mean? You're not lying. You're not lying. You're going to have to throw a, it in there, man. I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to put that one back in the memory bank. and uh, Yeah, you got to put know? that one in there. It would yeah. be an awesome race, I'm telling you. It would probably be some of the best racing you've ever seen. Some some sport compacts just getting it for 50 <laughs> grand. Oh, my God, that would be insane. You, you think Flo would pick that up? I'm sure they would. I'm sure I'd have no problems getting them on there. I'd be like, listen, man, I'm not even paying second. <laughs> Look, they're leaving the left rear tire at home. They're <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not making fun of you, Hornet drivers. I'm just saying. I'm y'all are, ba- y'all are backwards, saying, you know. We leave the left front at home. Hornet I'm drivers just like, telling you right now. We leave the now, left rear at home. I'm going to tell you right now. Here's exactly what's going to go down. There's going to be one guy that's walking out of there with a giant check that says 50, that he won $50,000. And about 300 other and guys chasing him to his house to beat his ass <laughs> to take some of that fifty grand. <laughs> <Or> now. <laughs> then you're going to have to worry about tech, Keith. Tech's going to be easy. I'm going to do tech in the infield. So if there is any problems, I'm going to stop them right there. I'm going to tell all the fans that they got to go back out, and it's $10 to watch the fight. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody's got a lot of money out there that wants to see a fantastic extravaganza, sponsor a $50,000 Hornet race. I mean, we could do it at Peoria. $50,000, $50,000, here's the deal. $50,000, pay you your pit pass back if you finish second. You guys fight on the front stretch after the races. You get I'll, pay the win- I'll pay the winner of the fight. I'll pay the winner of the fight $1,000. Ooh, $1,000. $1,000 a fight for the winner. Hey, them guys would go for $10, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. I get a Mountain Dew and a cheeseburger. <laughs> Dude, you dude, can have a man you that have you bro- want. You have sons fighting dads because they need the 1000 bucks to get back home. <laughs> Father's Day edition. <laughs> I could elaborate, but I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, where were you, Dad, when I was five? <laughs> I was working hard for you, son. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just saying it'd be great. We're, we're getting we're getting way off track. Throw the caution, caution on the speedway. <laughs> yeah, caution on the speedway. We're way off Keith's, track. Keith Hornet racing extravagant. All right, now that we've got that covered, why don't we go ahead and cover up this? Uh, get over top of this here. Peoria Speedway Summer Natties. Summer Natties. Night one, baby. Keith. Summer Natties. I love the I love the shortening of it because it just makes me think about natural light. And then sadly it makes me think about my natural light cowboy hat that Kyle Strickler took from me at PDC. And everybody's like, man, just get get over it. And I'm like, I can't. That hat was dope. I had bought one. I jumped in the pool with you know, it, ruined it. My he, girlfriend at the time, she wasn't. When we started dating, I noticed she had that. I'm like, oh, my God, we're perfect because now you have a Natty Light cowboy hat. And I used to have one, and I ruined it. And she's like, you are gonna, you can take this with you to the PDC. I was like, I won't let anything happen to it. And it's gone. And it's gone. Kyle and all Str- I got is a shitty World of Outlaws freaking visor Kyle, to show for it. Kyle Strickler got drunk. And use that to light a campfire. No, he got drunk, <laughs> and I was talking to Garrett Smith and Scott Smith, and he came up and yanked it off my head, and I turned around, and I was like, oh, you can wear it. I did not say you could have it, Kyle. I said you could wear it. And then when I saw him on Saturday night, he was wearing it. So I ran back to the camper, and I got that stupid freaking visor, and I was like, hey, man, you want to trade hats? He's like, no, man, I'm good. And I'm like, don't act like you don't know me. Not because of Hot Lap Heroes or whoever. You know me because you stole it from me. And I really like Kyle Strickler. I like him. But, Lord, it's hard time for me to like him without my Natty Light cowboy hat back. If I don't see it at PDC this year, Kyle. What are you going to do, though? Are you going to be able to take that? What if he wins some huge race and he's wearing it in the pictures? You can't take that back. I'm going to be pissed. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be pissed about it. I'm going to be like, that's my hat. That's my good luck hat. You don't deserve it. But hey, has, I wish you would have had your good luck, luck, luck hat, hat on there Wednesday at Peoria Speedway when. Oh yeah, yeah I know. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But 
For night one at Summer Natties, Keith, let's not get off track because we already did that one time. Yeah. We get two cautions, we get kicked off the track. Yeah. You know how like that goes. Two spin rule. We two already spin. spun out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're spun we out. already spun we out. We're spun out. <laughs> we already spun out once. Yeah, we're That's sitting all right. on it. We knew how hard we can drive it in now, see? That's so we, right. we qualified first. <laughs> we, we learned. And, and for the first night, the first night of the Peoria Summer Natties. Hey, and I got a sister dirt car, but isn't that considered a world of outlaws or no? No. That's not. That's right. Dirt car is a separate car. entity. For some reason, I was talking about Nick Hoffman, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to run. No, he's running with world of outlaws, but he might show up to some nat- Summer Natties. I would have thought that we would have seen some of those guys, like Bobby Pierce. He'll be there. He'll be there tonight. At, he's actually... He'll be there tonight at Granite City. So this is dating the podcast. Now I might have to edit that out. It doesn't matter. He'll be there at Granite City tonight. And Kenny Wallace is bringing him a $2,500 check. Because of all people, Bobby Pierce is asking for sponsorship money. Yeah, I didn't. Who who did he lose? I wanted- Al Geyer pulled off. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it was nothing wrong. But I'm sure that they had a deal. And of all people, Bobby Pierce has no problem getting sponsors. But apparently... He didn't have that quarter panel filled up yet, and now he was like, "Hey, you got some open space." And I'm like, "If I if I was a little bit richer, Hot Lap Heroes would have been on that bad boy because I know what it costs to get a circular decal it. on the wing was ten grand from Burger, what's it called, Burgers Barge and Marina or something like they paid ten grand for just a little circles on the side of his wing that he rips off every time he's on the track. So yeah. I didn't, I you know. Well, I mean, I could have gave him like eight bucks. Yeah, I think I have eight dollars <laughs> in change on my nightstand. I got eight ninety five in my pocket in my wallet. We could have, we could have gotten a half of a half of a half of a decal. So for sixteen bucks, I'm sure he could have put like he could have put the H on there. Yeah, for Hall Hap Heroes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, Bobby, I was surprised that Bobby did not show up because Bobby's won the last two. And once Bobby didn't show up, God damn it, Keith Siegel's favorite super late model anymore. driver. You knew Brian Shirley was going to be there, and you knew Dennis Herb set fast time. That's what we really need to focus on yeah, here. Dennis Herb did set the fast time, and then uh, what was going on? It, everybody was blasting the wall, munching that. They were eating it up. Every almost every car I seen that I paid attention to, it seemed like they get in a three, wham. Right up the wall, dang near, almost flipped the car. Well, me and a couple was, of them. There's this thing there at the top. There was a little bit of a berm, you know, a little cushion up there. Trying you to know find what I'm it. Saying, a little cushion up there. Well, no, but dirt car racing, they were. Everybody's been pussified so long that we haven't had one of those in years. Yeah. So nobody knows what it's like to run on one anymore. Right. You just, it's not there. Well, now it's there, and they're like. Shit, I'm gonna hit that, and then they go up there to hit it, and then they they go in there way too hard. They're like they go in there hard. Well, they needed to go back in there like they were not gonna hit it because they're all blowing right over top of it. Yeah. And once you get over top of it, you get over top of the right rear, and you you, you might be all right. But when the right rear goes over it, then the right front hits it. Now it turns you, and you just sidestep right into the wall and hope to God you get off of it. I just know uh, a lot of people were munching spoilers up and quarter panels and having rough starts to their night in qualifying and hot laps. I was just, I was like, wow, I don't, we don't even see that on a weekly show. Maybe because most people know, but, you know. Well, I mean, I don't think they expected it to be like that up there, you know. I didn't think they expected that because it hasn't rained in 48 days. 
uh, I don't think that they expected us to have a track like that. I mean, Peoria did an amazing job. Oh, they really did. I had people coming up to me. I'm getting, I'm in my car, getting ready to go out for qualifying. Everybody's like, "Man, trucks, tracks getting rough. Tracks getting rough. Tracks getting rough." I went out. And I qualified second. <laughs> yeah, you I did. I come back in. I back up, and they come down. They're like, "How was the track?" I said, "This is the smoothest track I've been on all year." So I love it. I mean, it was great. We talked about smooth tracks the other day too, you know, and uh, you said it could be a fast track when it's smooth. Yeah, but I it loved it. Also, be slicked off. Yeah, I loved it. The heat race was obviously amazing. It was. I mean, it had a little, it had a little bit of character in it. Yeah. I mean, and I'm talking very little. Yeah. But I mean, my car was fast. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, you had to watch it because it was a little bit slick, but. Then they reworked the track, and got it good. They had done a hell of a late model race. Yeah, I a think, hell of a late model race. I think 40, I was mad because there was thirty. There was thirty nine cars or forty cars. Forty, or something 40 that late models up. that showed up, which is great for the for the first night of the whole tour. I was mad because late they, models. I watched that whole late model race. I didn't get to watch any of this. Pretty sure we were both watching it together. Mm-hmm. It was a. It was crummy. It wasn't a, dusty. It was. Cr- Crummy. You had to borrow sunglasses. I had to borrow somebody's sunglasses. Yeah, some girl. Thanks, Shanna. <laughs> so I borrowed Shanna Snyder's sunglasses. She didn't look like she was using them. Uh, so anyway, we watched that whole race, and man, it was shaping up to be a really, really good race. Oh, dude, it was. Shannon Babb. Shannon Babb threw it in there, dude, and he got up to second. And I don't know if he finished second or not. I don't remember. Yeah, no, he... So, Bab got caught up with Herb a couple times, you know, working back and forth. But, man, I was hoping they were going to get into lap traffic. They were going to run that squirrel down. Yeah. And I was hoping he'd get, like, Herb on the bottom, Bab on the top, lap car in the middle. They'd set the squirrel trap, and they'd be gone. You know what I'm saying? Well, and the problem that the the biggest thing was, was Shirley's good there, but Herb's good there, too. So I was really surprised to not see Herb do as well as I thought, but uh, maybe he was just not allowed to win that race because he would have had to have smiled. You know what I mean? But I think the problem was is the, the top of the track was a little bit better, you know? Yeah. A little topwater fishing instead of that catfishing. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I seen, for whatever reason, Bab blew by him on the top and they had to restart and Bab chose the bottom. And I was like, what is he doing? Yeah. And then, and they're like, he's taking Dennis Herb's line away because he thinks he'll really get him there. Yeah. But dude, Herb was faster than him through the middle of the track. He and was. As soon as he got around him, he put it right back on the tires. Yep. Like you got it. And then Bab just blows it in on the top side. I mean, he, dude, his quarter panel was hanging over the wall. All the way around both corners. And he's the only guy I've ever seen bounce that quarter panel off the pit gate where the barrels are. Where that guy, he wrecked that modified a few weeks ago. Yeah. And just like parked it there. Dude, he hit that almost every lap. I'm talking sparks blowing off. Just ripping the lip. People ain't ripped a lip like that. Jason Vigor's a high side hustler. And I don't know if he's ripped a lip like that at Peoria ever. No. You know, but Shannon Babb actually had a little, not I say a little controversy, but Ashton Winger was there. And Shannon Babb and Ashton Winger were battling hard. And Shannon pretty much said, get out of my way, Ashton. So he moved them in three and four. And then they exchanged some pretty badass sliders the next two laps before Ashton got a flat right rear and then had to pull off. Yes, they did. That was pretty good. I mean, 
I never really seen Shannon get that aggressive before, but I think he I've knew. I've seen him. I got to get up here and get to Shirley or I've I don't have a chance get, in I've hell. seen him get aggressive before, but I think, you know, I think he was, he's probably watching his guy, and his guy was probably counting, you know, they probably have somebody counting laps like, hey, it's go time, you yeah. know. You got to go. And Ashton Winger was probably, now Bab might have been just a smidge faster than him, but Ashton Winger's going to be hard to pass. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, but, I mean, he showed his displeasure about it with a slider, which was yeah, awesome. that was cool. Because he threw a slider in there, barely cleared him just to let him know, and then stood on it just to let him know he wasn't happy about what he did yeah. down there. Yeah. <laughs> and then they didn't hit. They just slidered each yeah, other. That was cool. Until Ashton blew a tire out. Yeah. If he wouldn't have, I think that would have been, that'd have been a sweet to watch. But uh, I don't think your winner, Brian Shirley, said anything bad about the track that, like he did last year. So, um, I know that's Keith's favorite super mod guy or super late model guy. And so congrats to you, Keith, for your buddy getting night one knocked out of the park there. Brian Shirley won that one. You know, after that, we went and moved on to the mods when, and the excitement didn't stop at the late, late models. The modifieds put on a good show as well. Like Alan Weiser, who is a local at Peoria, but also na- like not nationwide, but regionally is a very good racer oh, wherever he goes. He's good. He's good nationwide. I mean, he, he wins in Florida. He goes to Florida and wins. He does. You're right. Nationwide. He wins in, I would call him nationwide. I mean, he, he wins in Florida. I don't think he's running out to California or anything out he there. He ran out to California, and he he doesn't get to go to, like, the stuff in New Mexico, but they run puss modifieds out there. They yeah, don't true, run, true. You know, right, right. They don't run. I'm sure, like, when those guys go out there, if they in Vegas and uh, New Mexico, if they ran the actual mods like we run here, yeah, I'll bet he would go. Well, you know what I mean? Or he could just get a ride. He would chase that money, but he don't have that USMTS car or the, you know, because that's a bunch of USMTS stuff out there, or they run like the sport mods, like the IMCA sport mods. Yeah. And they run the IMCA mods. If they, and, and you're not going to go through all the trouble to, to build a car like that. I mean, hell, a, a, a year ago, not this past year, but the year before, he was sitting at home on the couch watching the Winter Nationals, and a guy called, he got a phone call from a guy that says, hey, Heard you drive the wheels off a of modified. So I'd love to. Because while I'm in Florida and I got a car, why don't you come down here? First time a car ever hit the track. And he finished in the top. He was like second, I think. Yeah. So Wiser. Wiser's a hell of a wheelman. He is Wiser the Wheelman. I didn't give him a nickname. Wiser the Wheelman. Yeah. We, yeah. We need to come up with. He needs a nickname, you know? He really does. I mean, A Dog is not. I mean, that's an all right nickname. I mean, that's his. Yeah, that's, that's what they've called him for That's years. not the Hot Lap Heroes term. Yeah. <laughs> Wiser the wheelman, but uh, him and Tyler nicely because that's the new Nick Hoffman. Um, they battled it out, and I will say that Alan Wiser raced the race that he had to race in order to pick that win up. Anybody else? A couple people even said it. Well, you got to give him a lane. Well, that's not how racing works. Here's the deal. If you I'm going to tell you right now, Alan Wiser was leading that race, right? Because I didn't get to watch it because I was in yeah, my car. He staging. does. He was leading the race. So. Here's the deal. If my tires are in front of yours, it's my line. And if that's the line I want to run, you better find a different way He was totally running a Dennis Herb line, if you will, taking up the whole track. That's what you got to do. And if you want to pass me, you're going to have to do it somewhere else. So as many people that were upset about... Nicely should have... What I was told was nicely should have buried it in the top like he was doing and getting them good runs, but he should have crossed him over and beat him to the bottom. If he'd have crossed him over, he could have got up clear up beside him and he would have never you, you can't 
you he, you would have been inside of him. You yeah. might have nudged him a little bit out of the way, but he'd have been mad about it. But if you were truly faster than him, he wasn't going to catch up and do anything about it. Right. <laughs> so. so with a couple to go, it got pretty dicey. I know Allen slid nicely off of four, and uh, and then he slid him again into three, and it, it wrinkled up that uh, the nose kind of or like the, the, the panel off the, the hood, you know, the little – I just seen. I just heard they yelled on the receiver for them to stop hitting each other after the race. Yeah, and nicely came off the track with the whole front of his car smashed in. Yeah, well, he wasn't happy, uh, and you could tell that. But when they talked to him yesterday, like he said, you know, I got my car tore it pretty bad, but he was like, he was doing what he had to do to win the race, and and, and like you said, to a dog, we wiser the wheelman. He he did. He wheeled that car nicely. Just was was his first loser. Yeah. And and he's used to that being behind Nick Hoffman all the time. But if if Weiser wasn't there, that's nice he's raced to lose. You know? And um, But unfortunately Weiser was there. So yeah. that just that's what happened. It it was a great race, honestly. And uh, you know, so happy for, for Weiser to get that long overdue uh summit modified national win, you know. So, you know, after that, uh Keith, I do wanna I, I gotta I gotta play something, okay? Because we're getting ready to talk about the B mod, so I'm gonna set this up. Going into Wednesday night, Keith was two for two on Summer Natty's wins, and just to set the story even better, I had not been to either of those two. I watched you win them both on Dirt Vision, right? Remember? Yes, you had. And I told him I don't even want to go because I feel like I'd be bad luck. No, I'm going to dedicate this win for you, Brian. If I win tonight, I'm dedicating it to you. And I said, all right, I'm going to come. But um, playing some taps. Because it's a somber moment because Keith did not go three for three. But our good buddy Kevin Anderson in the 5A walked him from the first lap to the last lap. But I will tell you, Keith, I got to watch this race. And I was supposed to leave because I told my girlfriend I wasn't going to be here all night. But then I found out they were running B-Mods last. I, you said, please stay. Because yeah. when I win, I need you to come down and, and take yeah. a picture on the front Pitch stretch. Taken. And I thought we had, we had a car. We had a car that would win too. Yeah, and you drew the one. I drew the one. You drew the I one. Had it. I had it. The bottom of the track was good. It came in really fast too. The car came in really fast. Like, dude, I had. I feel like I had Kevin Anderson. I had him. I was going to clear him. I was going to scoot up just a smidge in one and two. Take his. I was going to ruin his line and still use mine. And I was like, I got him. And we are heading to the flag stand. And I get a good run down the front stretch. And if that damn caution flag didn't come out. Damn it, Billy be, Snyder. That Cody Young. That one wasn't Billy Snyder. That one was Brandon Traver. Yep. Traver did rip the nose off. But the other one where you did have him off of four. That was Billy Snyder. Billy Snyder spun out. Dang it, Billy. It happens, man. It's part of racing. Right. But any any way we could get a little jab at Billy and uh, Cody. Cody. <laughs> so then I wound up in third. And then Brody Mosier was in second. The car wouldn't run. 
It's tough. It's a tough And deal. so I started first, and I finished 10th, and I no, don't know that that's ever happened to me. You started first, and you drove that bitch up to 10th. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know that that's ever happened to me. No. But you know what? Anybody to lose to, would you? Would you? Oh, I was happy to lose the Kev. Yeah. I just, man, I really wanted three of them damn checks. It is really cool, though, that he did pick up the win because he'd been having a load of gremlins on his in his racing program. And if you remember, Kevin had been going to Spoon, and he was just whooping ass. You know, he'd win all the time. Yeah, and, and he's, he's been struggle-bussing it. He's been hanging out with Chris on the struggle bus. Yeah, he, he came down and seen me, man. We did. We got into each other a little bit on the backstretch one lap. Yeah, you said you owed him a was it left front or a left? I couldn't. Remember. I think it was a left front tire. He told me to tell you. No, I. Uh, so I ran over Spoon River. I ran over his left front control arm one time. I broke his <laughs> control arm. I gave him the parts. He still won the race. Yeah, and I gave him some parts so he could load his car, and he never gave him my parts back, and he said he would. It's neither here nor there. Them parts don't fit my car that I have now anyway. So, he probably still has them parts on his car. So he beat me with my parts this time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I still, did. I still, I still won. Part of me still won. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's that's probably what happened. But anyway, yeah. We, I, he, he came down to apologize because he said he slid down, and got into my right front a little bit. But I said I slid up a little bit. So I mean, it was just racing. We it touched. was hard racing. Yeah, it was yeah. hard racing. It touched. I mean, me and Brody Moser, we literally drove on top of each other. For yeah. a while. Yeah. I mean, we were laying on each other pretty damn hard. Yeah. But neither one of our cars show that we we didn't wreck each other. You raced with respect. I mean, we raced each other hard, though. Yeah. Really hard. And like Brody said, he needed to do that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. He came over and seen me. I said, it's a lot of fun. I said, I don't know if you want me to apologize or not. I said, I'm not going to. I, said, that's, <laughs> that's not, I hope that's not what you were looking for. Yeah. No, uh, That that was a good race. It sucks that you, you know. The streak is over. That's why we played Taps. But on a more serious note, you know, with the Taps playing, uh, there was some sad news, and you talked about him last week. Jeremy Hancock always winning in the Hornet races. Um, you know, I saw this, and I just wanted to, you know, shout out condolences to Tom Hancock, the grandpa. Uh, you know, he uh, he passed away, unfortunately, uh, just the other day. And, uh, you know, he's a big part of the Hancock's, uh, you know, racing program. So, um uh, you know, while we played the taps, it was also not as a joke, but, uh, you know, in some seriousness. So we, we take a moment for, for Tom Hancock. But now we have to focus on night two, which was last night at the Kankakee, or as they say, K3 Speedway. And Keith, why in the hell did Kankakee think they needed to run five support classes? I was told there was only four. Uh, there was a... Uh, Four support classes, you're right. Five classes altogether, I believe. I thought there was five support classes. Somebody did. I just seen somebody said five classes, but then I... I think they ran modified. Was it you I talked to this morning ran, said there was four? Uh, no, there was modified. Who did I talk to? Oh, I talked to... It was Brandon Dean is who I was on the phone with. There was, there was two street stocks, and I believe... I couldn't watch all of this stuff because it was getting late. And I believe another... On a Thursday, too, man. Yeah, there's that's too many classes. And nothing against K3, but maybe they were like, we need a big race. We need a big car count. Maybe they well, aren't maybe racing not, this week. Maybe, maybe they're, they're not, not racing, racing this, this weekend. weekend. And they just wanted to, they just did their whole weekly show. Hey, look, you know what? And we shouldn't really even be that hard on them. Because, you know, when the Summer Nationals goes to Clarksville, 
where they run the toilet bowl, they got like 12 classes they run. Yeah. That's insane. That's too much, my friends. We won't, we won't, we won't relish on that too long. No, I was happy. I did, we didn't talk about it neither. But they also ran the kids mods at Peoria. Oh, yes, they did. Which I thought them kids were super excited, you know, to about. To be on some TV. Be a little TV time, you know. Yeah. And they did a good job, and those races go by fast, so. Yeah. No, that was cool that they did that. And yeah. they are the future of the sport. And uh, that's awesome. So, kudos to Peoria for letting them do that. And I think more tracks should do that, too, you know. Uh, because some of the greats came from there. I think Tyler Reddick ran kids mods, and he's in NASCAR. Bobby Pierce ran kids mods. Yeah. And look what he's doing. You know. But, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I was okay that they wanted to run these support classes. But at the same time, like, that's a lot for what you're asking for a Thursday night. Plus, it doesn't matter. The Internet's always going to find something to complain and bitch about. But, uh, yeah, so night two, they did it different. They let the modifieds roll out first, and they proved, per Jason Fager's words, why the late models should go first because that was an absolute shit show. Tyler nicely got his win last night, and it was dom- It was just it was just full of cautions. Piles up in three and four several times, spinning out. I just, uh, you know, modify guys, you, you know, you, you didn't have your shit together last night. And I don't know what it was, but. The problem is, I don't care what Jason Figure says, looking at it as a, from a track perspective. Yeah, you want to give them a good track, too. No, I understand you want, you want to have a good track. But these guys are the best that you're the best of the best. So them support classes shouldn't have to race on a burned up leftover racetrack. True. Because they haven't done that much. When On a normal night of racing, the late models run last, but everybody comes to see the late models. So everybody shows up to see the late models, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. Business owners, track owners, contact me, let me know what you guys say. You guys can catch me on Twitter, whatever, let me know. I want to know because me, my thoughts, if I was a track promoter, UMP rolls in and says, hey, we want to do a summer nationals at your track. I'll be like, all right, what do you need? Like, you should get a support class to run with our two classes. Okay, no problem. I can handle that. I'll get you a support class. So, say I brought in my B mods or my street stocks. We'll say street stocks, so I'm not even taking, you know, I don't even favoritism to the right. B mods. I take in the street stocks. Well, I want them street stocks to run first, and then I want the modifieds to run, run after that, and then I want the late models to run last. I understand that the late model guys want to Get their race done. They want this best track, and then they want to load up, and they want to leave so they can get to the next one. The problem that I have is if I got all these people in the grandstands that came just to watch the late models, they're going to keep buying beers yeah. until the late models go. They're going to keep buying food till the late models run. They're going to stay there. And then afterwards, they want to get any of their stuff signed that they just purchased for hundreds of dollars at these trailers that these guys have set up over there. Now they have a shot to walk through and get it signed. Before they leave. We're like at Peoria. They left. These people come over and they got shirts and stuff. I bet you I signed 10 shirts. But I'm a nobody. Yeah. They didn't want my signature. They wanted Brian Shirley's signature. They wanted all them. Those guys are gone. Yeah. They're absolutely gone. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, you know, I mean, it don't do any good. Yeah. But uh, regardless, you know, they, they did switch some things up and they tried to do it like maybe how you thought was a good idea. And uh, Tyler nicely dominated it. Uh, 
Kyle Steffens finished second. And our buddy Trevor, the wild child, Neville, comes in third. Levi Kissinger finished fourth. And Frank Marshall, that 28, I love that car. He runs at Fairbury on uh, PDC, and he's always fast. He started, I believe, on the pole, but he, he rounded up the top five. Uh, so, I feel his pain. Yeah, it uh, <laughs> it, uh, it it. It was a, it was a good somewhat of a rate. I mean, I watched the late models and the modifieds. I didn't have a chance to watch much else because I had to go to bed. But uh, yeah, so there were thirty seven supers on hand for night two, so just a few less than uh, night one. Obviously, not everybody's traveling, and you Which, get to different tracks. Other that's cars actually really good because I that mean, is amazing. For that the is car amazing because I mean, if you stop and think about that, we had forty on. If we had forty on the first night at Peoria, and I can think of two cars right now that are just Peoria cars. Yeah. Todd Bennett being one of them. And the uh, ninety three car who was on hand there at Peoria. That's two. Yeah. So that would get you down to the only thirty eight summer national guys because those guys are just and I'm sure there was another one that I'm not thinking of in there that's Right. That wouldn't follow that tour, but they're gonna be at Peoria. You now, know, but who's gonna be at Granite City tonight? Now I know when we're recording this we're probably missing some of the racing action at granite city and i will catch up on it because we're just about through with our segment but uh i mean should we see 35 to 40 cars at each race here the first week because now that people are going to be dropping off really soon if they have engine troubles or damage well, i don't but you got a couple coming on tonight like bobby pierce yeah i don't and was i didn't like i said i didn't even look to see results or nothing but i mean ryan unzicker was I mean, I love him to death. He's one of my favorite drivers, and I really like him. But God, he was terrible at Peoria, and he's usually good, even in the Summer Natties races. Yeah, well, these guys also have just been coming off of a week at the Dream, or some people have been racing. But people are getting to that point in the time in the year where it's time for motor maintenance. You know, things are starting to wear well, down a lot Ryan of laps. I think Ryan already had motor problems this year. Yeah. So that's why I was worried that when I seen him Wednesday. I was like, God dang, has he got another one laying over? Because, I mean, he was good at Peoria last year in the Summer Nationals. I think he finished second. And he won the first night, or he won the night before Peoria at Kankakee. Yeah. So, I mean. I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting uh, observation. So, I mean, I don't know if he was there last night. I didn't look. But maybe he didn't go neither. So, that would be your, you know. But that's, yeah. I don't know if he went home to try to get some things figured out so he could go to Tri-City and try it. or A lot of people probably taking some time to to get you know what re I mean? before the i mean i out. get it like if you're brian shirley i wouldn't go nowhere <laughs> yeah other than to the next race because you just won yeah <laughs> and i'm pretty certain that he won the first two nights so i don't it's gonna be hard to beat him out of that ten thousand dollars yeah. that first you know i yeah. haven't looked at the points but well and and jason fager was coming man he was charging hard and uh he he come home second uh, Grumpy Cat came third, and uh, old Frank Heckinus he he got a flat right rear, and he, he actually came back and finished fourth. Good lord! And guess who finished fifth? The Flatland Flash, Kevin Weaver, finished in top five there. Four no year kidding. four year supers, yeah. Good night he for him. He wasn't. I can't. You see, I would have expected to see him at Peoria too, and he wasn't there. Right. I know the joiner said they were coming. Then they tore too much stuff up in that hundred thousand to win race at kokomo yeah they were supposed to come to peoria but they didn't yeah but they didn't because of that so if you if you were wondering why he didn't show up that was why they tore a lot of stuff up at eldora then they tore a lot of stuff up at kokomo so they probably had to go back to florida to get some stuff figured out well yeah i know that i seen on their page that they were they were in somebody's shop somewhere oh yeah 
and they were literally disassembling one car and putting everything onto another car. Yeah, that's so they the, had the best of the the best of the stuff they had left. Right. That's the cool thing about the racing community too is hey, come on to my shop and we'll get you. Fixed yeah, up. it looked like they were at some big farm in this huge shop. Yeah, which is cool, man. That is cool. You know, tonight, uh, Granite City. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast on a time date, we're just you know we're dating ourselves. But uh, tonight, Friday night, would be Granite City, and notoriously, that's a track for Bobby Pierce to run good at. Surely, just won there, or was it Bron- Bronson just won there? Uh, what was that? Speed Weeks? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because because I think Shirley got the um, Paducah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, Bronson and uh, Pierce tonight. That that could be you know, and Shirley. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good show. And then you got the Gundakers too because uh, they might be running now. Trevor's been running with the Millard family in the fourteen G. And uh, Gordy's been running at number eleven. I don't. I'm. I'm assuming they'll be there tonight. So, so let's say there's going to be. I would assume. We don't know, but I don't know. Yeah, Gordy wasn't at. Gordy wasn't at the first two, was he? But he's also. But is he running with? Uh, he's World running Outlaws? World Outlaws. So he's running with World Outlaws. But I mean, they don't have a race tonight, do they? No. So they don't have a race tonight. Surely, if if they don't have a race tonight or tomorrow, I don't know if they got a race tomorrow or not. But surely. He would be there. You know what I mean? Well, currently live, they're qualifying right now for Supers. So, you know, uh, I don't have any information on who's there for entry list. I probably should have looked that up. But, you know, I'll, it is I'll, what it is. I'll You'll cover it. You'll I'll, cover I'll it. cut and edit this out and, and add the Tri-City list when uh, when that race is over. <laughs> but Yeah. But for now, while you're here, we're, we're just taking bets uh, on who's going to be good tonight. You know, Shirley coming off two wins. Obviously, he's good. He's probably got that car in Jono. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, like you don't know racing, but uh, maybe or maybe you don't, and maybe you do, and you don't know what Johnoing is. But that's a, that's there's a that's a secret. Can't tell you. Speed have to kill you. The John of the cars, and I I doubt he's doing that here. No, but, yeah. he's just he's just hammered down. Yeah, he he is. You know, love him or hate him, the guy's good. He's got yeah, my he's name. Good. He's got my name, but he spells it with an I. So we have some indifferences. He can't there, even but, do that right. Yeah, I can't spell <laughs> Brian right. <laughs> but, of course, anybody that spells your name with an I would be like, yeah, that's the wrong way to spell your name with a Y. Yeah, why? Well, I, I don't know, but, you know, apparently, yeah. But he's 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 hot right now. Obviously, he's going to be the one to be watching tonight. Uh, Kai Blight in that 31, Paul, I believe that's Paul Stuber's ride that he's driving now. Kai Blight was fast time, I think, last night at Kankakee. And he's been fast. But uh, he needs to put something together in order to get up there and then have a good night. He could be somebody to watch tonight at Tri-City. And, uh, I mean, Bobby Pierce showing up, getting a check from Kenny Wallace, man. I think that uh, that Longhorn, number 32, is, is going to be up in the front dangling. I, I would venture to say he's uh, probably going to be up in the front there. I mean, he gets around that place. He's won a lot of races there. He's yeah. been racing there since he was, you know, big enough to hit a gas pedal and see over the steering wheel. So, Are we going to see Mike Harrison tonight in the Modifieds? That would be Wasn't Mike Harrison in a late model the other night? Yeah, the 33. He's been running really good in a late model. I wonder if he'll be in a late model tonight. I don't know that, but doggone it, it would be great to see him do double duty, you know. But he looks yeah. really good in late. You know what? If he sticks with late models, he's going to be He very looks successful. good in that late model. I mean, he's I mean, he's good, too. I mean, he's he's really good. So the 58 just got into the wall. Uh, that would be uh, 
Clem. You know the 58 car that ran down in Florida. They had a bunch of different drivers for it each time. Yeah, isn't that the uh, car that Jeremiah Hurst used to drive, right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah I think so. I'm, Jeremiah Hurst's old ride. Could be wrong. I think it is. I think that's Jeremiah Hurst's old ride. Moyer Sr.'s there tonight. Kyle Beard, Ashton Winger, Austin Redding. Quinn, the guy you talked about from the other day, is yeah. there. Uh, Gaunt is there. So uh, just a, just a qualifying, just getting off on group one there and actually rolling on to the speedway right now. Trevor Gundaker in the 14G. So the Gundakers are there tonight. Obviously, that's their Obviously, their they backyard. should be there. I mean, yeah. it's... Let, uh, let's see how T-Rev does. And there's Bobby Pierce pulling on to the speedway, too. So T-Rev and Bobby Pierce going to... Crank off a qualifying lap here. We'll, we'll talk you through it. Down the back stretch, Bobby Pierce goes onto his warm-up lap. Going to keep it right up on the berm there, away from the wall. Track still hasn't moved that far out. Going to get that green flag going down into one. Going to keep it up top where he's good at. Down the back stretch. He's cars, looking for that. Cars Quick digging. Time. Cars digging. Here comes Gundaker with his first lap. That'll put him sixth out of nine. Pierce is going to come up. Top of the board, 14-6-5 out of 10 cars so far. Now Trevor's going to come on that second lap, see if he improves. He will stay on seventh. Pierce slows down, 14-6-3-5. So there we go. There's your answer. Pierce already on top of the board for Group A. Yeah. Uh, out of 10 cars. What's so. it say on that quarter panel? Does it just say, what's, it, what's it say? It's bare. It's just still bare? It's bare. It's bare. I thought he was getting a check tonight. Well, I think he is. I think he is. Kenny well, he probably should have put a check. Probably should have got a marker out and wrote a name on there or something, huh? <laughs> I mean, yeah. What are we doing here? I'm sure Kenny Walsh doesn't need his name on Bobby Pierce's <laughs> car, but, you know. So, night number three, Granite City, Pontoon Beach, Illinois. Tammy Kevin Gundaker put on a fantastic show down there. As always, that track was very racy. And the heat races were really aggressive, too. A lot of cautions and a lot of people overdriving. Quick note, Bobby Pierce did set fast overall qualifying. Um, and he would go on to win the 48th, his 48th Summer Nationals win. Heckinus would finish second. Shirley Late Charge would finish third. Uh, Mike Harrison and Ashton Winger both passed 10 cars, though. Uh, and each finished sixth and seventh, respectively. That was some good racing, and that track had a lot of character, but Bobby, Bobby was fast. And once he got up front, he really didn't look back. And uh, that's just how it goes when Pierce jumps on tour. He's coming to win. So he picked up the 10K. Nice, nice 10K in the pocketbook. Switching over to the Modifieds, Michael Long actually won the battle between Rick Knorr and Kenny Wallace in the Mod feature. And um, so Michael Ledford, Rick Canoyer, Kenny Wallace, and Kyle Steffens in fourth. Tyler Nicely came for 23rd to sixth place. Good run for him to catch back up after having that uh, really bad heat race. Uh, just a couple updates here. I did see that um, Farmer ran Friday night as well. So I give you the top five for uh, your modifieds. Our buddy Trevor Neville got it done in the 777. Stephen Brooks coming in second. Mikey Ledford coming in third. Jared Thomas fourth. And Brian Shaw in fifth. 
And just on the side note there, Stevie Shep, Super Shep wins at Farmer City on Friday in the Super, so congrats to him. Now we'll move right back on into Saturday at Falls. You had 55 Supers on hand, and uh, that was a good race. Uh, it actually was won by lap traffic, really. If you look into it, you know, Shannon Babb got past Bobby. Bobby got back by Shannon in lap traffic, and, and maybe Bobby's car was a little bit better, and maybe Shannon's car was starting to fade a little bit, but um, Bobby got by, and, and it was on the high side, and really there was nothing that Shannon could do. He was getting held up by lapped cars, and, and so when Shannon finally got to the top, you know, he, he really needed a caution in order to, to really get that done, but uh, congrats to Bobby again, back-to-back, -back, uh, his 49th Summer Nationals win now, and another 10 grand. Uh, you know, as far as points though, since he didn't run the first two nights, um, probably didn't, you know, really do a bunch of help for him in points wise, but, uh, Bobby Pierce first, Shannon Babb second, Gordy Gundaker third, the old G man finishing third, Tanner English fourth, Brandon Shepard fifth, Frank Hegnes Jr. Sixth, Ashton Winger seventh, Donnie Walden eighth, ninth, Jason Fager and round out your top 10, our buddy, Tommy Shepard. Now for the modified feature, you uh, you were treated to a good race there. Although Harrison did lead every lap, Mikey Ledford really was racing hard, got by McKinney, and he was running Harrison down. I don't know if Harrison had a flat tire going or a tire going flat, but Mikey caught up with him getting to the one to go, and uh, he threw it down into there off a of three and four, and uh, you know he was un he was unsuccessful on the slide job, but. Harrison got it done over Mikey Ledford, Kyle Steffens third, Zeke McKenzie fourth, Alan Weiser fifth, Mike McKinney sixth, Kurt Spaulding seventh, Stephen Brooks eighth, Trent Young ninth, and Matt Fabrizius in tenth. Notable there, Don Hammer in the 45 finishing 11th. So some good racing. Now Sunday they went to the Sycamore Speedway. Now this was just a late model show. They had some... Uh, street stocks and vintage i didn't cover that because we're here mainly for the hell tour so sunday like that 32 mods or 32 late models check in at sycamore and uh, no bobby pierce brian surely needed to finish but no no worse than eighth in order to win week one which pockets him another 10 grand and a cool little medal and he would go on to actually win the race uh he, he finished ahead of Jason Fager, who Jason was charging, and that was uh, that was good to watch Fager run up top and uh, try to run Shirley down, but, you know, once Brian gets out front, he is just so hard to beat, and, you know, with the field of cars there, not saying that it was a bad field of cars, but with the field of cars there, you know, um, it was going to be hard to track him down. Jason Fager second once again. Chad Finley, good run for him coming in third. Dennis Serb Jr. dropped two positions. He started in second. Uh, he battled with Shirley, but Shirley got around him. So Dennis Herb fourth. Hey, Tyler Herb coming in fifth. And the Pink Panther, Bobby G, coming in sixth. Ashton Winger, seventh. Eighth, Frank Heckenash Jr., Rich Bell, ninth. And Mike Spatola, tenth. So with that win... Brian Shirley has a 40-point lead over Jason Fager, and he took that 10 grand for week one. Third place, Frank Heckenus Jr. in 293. 
fourth, Dennis Herb Jr., 288, fifth, Bob Garner at 253, sixth, Ashton Winger at 244, seventh, Ethan Dotson at 243, eighth, Tommy Shepard Jr. at 241, and tough deal for him at Sycamore. He broke a motor before the feature started. Uh, I seen a post about him maybe trying to figure out what to do to keep racing, uh, but this is part of the hell tour, folks. It uh, tears some shit up, and uh, you're going to run through equipment and beat the noses off cars and break parts, and motors is unfortunately a part of this racing deal that you're going to break. So hopefully they can get that figured out and he can keep battling. You know, eighth and points, a pretty good start for week one. Ninth, Shannon Babb at 221. And in 10th, Forrest Trent, the 101 for Morristown, Tennessee, got 180 points. Just hanging outside that top 10, the 31 AUS, Akai Blight. Now, he's been pretty fun to watch. Fast, most every night, and just had some bad luck. I know he had a wheel fall off, a right rear wheel, either break the bead off or uh, break it right off the wells. I don't know exactly what happened there, but, uh, you know, if had he had had a better run and, and some better luck, he might have been up in the top 10, well in the top 10, honestly. He's been very, very, very fast. So, uh, Bobby Pierce down there in 13th, 160. So he's won two races, but, uh, he's only ran the two. So, um, you know, if you're not going to run the full tour and I, Bobby's won it, I don't know how many times he's wanted enough to where I think, you know, with him being in the world of outlaws full time, I don't, he's not going to be able to commit. So he'll, um, he'll run when he wants. And, uh, I bet, I bet we see him running for the 10, 10 K shows and, uh, tracks that he has a really good track record at. We'll see him show up. Uh, let's check out the modified points. Shout out to our buddy Kyle Steffens. Warlock! If you ever want to know about his nickname, you have to ask him. There's a good story behind it. He actually told me at PDC we had a conversation about it. I actually interviewed him, and I never posted the interviews from PDC because a lot of the times we were drinking and having fun, and, uh, you know, I like to just keep those in the, the old memory bank here on my recorder. But, uh, yeah, Kyle Steffens, St. Charles, Missouri, 269 points. Uh, got a 36-point lead over Tyler Nicely, 233. And third, the 24-Z, McKenzie, 192 points. And then in fourth, our buddy Alan Weiser out of Peoria, Illinois, 183 points. So everybody racing hard. Top five, Mike McKinney, 160 points. Levi Kissinger in sixth, 146 points. Ray Bollinger in seventh, 121 points. Trevor Neville, Adam Mackinac, Illinois, the wild child, 115 points in eighth. In ninth, Michael Long out of Fowler, Illinois, 112 points. And in tenth, Mike Harrison out of Highland, Illinois, 109 points. That's your week one point totals. Now, a little late today is Tuesday. They will be racing at Moberly Speedway. That's a high-banked half-mile track. Both classes there. Uh, you'll see Summit Modifieds and the Dirt Car Summer National Late Models. Wednesday, you're going to be at Davenport Speedway. That's a late model show only. Summit Modifieds will not be there for that. Thursday, June 22nd, good show here. Full program, Summit Modifieds and Dirt Car Late Models at the Spoonie River Speedway. That'll be a good show. Now, on Friday the 23rd, they're going to the Brownstown Bullring. Late models and modifieds will be running there, as well as Saturday at the Federated Auto Parts Speedway, I-55, down in Peavley, Missouri. That's going to be a full show with the Summit Modifieds and the Dirt Car Late Models. And on Sunday, they run at the Lincoln Speedway. Uh, 
Summer National, or excuse me, Summer Dirt Car, Summer National Late Models, and the Summit Equipment Modifieds will be on the docket there. So that's your next week to come. And uh, it should be some good racing. Those are some really fun tracks to watch. I know Davenport always puts on one hell of a show. Moberly, this is only the second time they've actually had a show, and I'll be able to watch that tonight. I've never seen them them race at Moberly. So hopefully the track's in a good shape and good form and ready for some high banks, half-mile ripping and riding. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be fun to watch. Carrying some speed at Moberly Motorsports Park. Of course, at Spooning River, they always got a great track. Three-eighths, high-banked, fast track. Always a good race there for summer natties. Browntown's boring. Always a fun one to watch. And I-55, another good track to watch. Uh, some good close-quarter races on, you know, inside concrete wall, outside concrete wall. You're going to tear some stuff up, and you're going to see some stiff competition there as well. <clears throat> And then wrapping it up, like I said, at Lincoln, that's also, I got to announce there for Flow uh, two years ago, and uh, last year actually, and that, that was a good night. Uh, that's a fun little quarter mile track. Uh, kind of reminds me of Peoria a little bit, but uh, boy, that's a fast track for a quarter mile too. They, they get to moving around there, so those are going to be some good shows. And, uh, you know, let's see if Brian Shirley can um, advance his point lead, you know. I know Bobby Pierce has been a thorn in his ass uh, the last several years. And this could be Brian Shirley's year to take the points championship. And especially on a year they decided to throw in the $10,000 weekly point winning fund, you know, which I get why Bobby's running the world of outlaws and doing his thing. So totally don't have an issue with that. But, uh, you know, Pierce is two for two, 120 grand. And Shirley ran three races and won 15 grand. But he also won that other 10 grand plus the winnings he won from the other races. So, you know, uh, Bobby's uh, just just a little bit behind Shirley as far as accumulated winnings, but points-wise, he's he's mired back in there. So, you know, if if Bobby were to come out and run, you know, four, five, six more races and win them all, you know, where would he be in points? I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. But stay tuned, and we'll update you weekly here on the Hell Tour at least to let you know what's going on. Well, Keith, uh, I know I got to step away, and you gotta you gotta do your stuff, fatherly duties and whatnot. So yeah, it's it's dinner time. It's dinner time for you, and it's dinner time for me too. I got to pick up a pizza on the way home. But uh, happy early Father's Day once again, buddy. Um, yeah, and happy Father's Day to any fathers out there that listen to this this weekend when Brian gets it up. So probably sometime around the Fourth of July. So uh. <laughs> yeah, and remember if if you if you're wanting some last minute gifts, if you're not a father. Gold Bond medicated body powder, socks, and underwear. Mm-hmm. And make sure they can wear them inside out because they are extremely comfortable that way. Mm-hmm. At least the ones I'm wearing are. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's other ones out there that aren't. But uh, these, uh, I, I, I might be switching my underwear and socks both to inside out. Uh, <laughs> I've been rocking the socks inside out for a long time and they're way more comfortable. But now, now that I made the mistake of putting the underwear on inside out today, might have to give that a go for a couple weeks. See how it is. We'll update you next week on the podcast how that went. <laughs> Let you know how that worked out for us. Yeah. Well, Keith, uh, no race for you this weekend, so just going to take it easy, do some dad stuff, do some maintenance on the car. Yeah. And hopefully get my truck in there and we do some work on it. Cause, uh, yeah. Yeah. It needs get a hold it. of me if you ain't got nothing going on. Let's see. One of these days you can come out here. I got to go get some stuff out of that old house over there. So Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well. I guess uh, you know we'll probably edit this part out, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll get out of here. But uh, until next time, Keith.
keep it on the high side and bang the cush. It's Hot Lap Heroes, and we're out.